What's up, everybody? Welcome to Building Our Power. This is Gabby. And Katie. And we're back with another episode. Thank you, everybody, for listening to our last episode entitled Rob the Rich. Also, thank you to everybody who donated to our community fridge. We were able to stock it up with a lot of essential items like eggs and milk and bread and cereal and stuff like that. So we appreciate it 100%. The community appreciates it. Um, if you would like to help donate to our local community fridge, our little MJ project, you can uh, hit us up in our PayPal. And also in the link in our description, we have our merch website. 100% of those proceeds go to the community fridge and printing out propaganda for the peoples. Um, so today we are going to be talking about mutual aid again. Uh, however, uh, instead of just an educational, uh, tip, we will be talking about some of the criticisms apparently that mutual aid has that I was not aware of until recently, uh, which this was sparked by a conversation on Twitter. I'm gonna let KT explain it to y'all. Okay. So recently on Twitter, um, someone named at Sal Likes Mal, uh, tweeted, stop calling charity mutual aid. So um, the conversation goes on, and someone, quote, tweets it that we follow, and they said, I mean, yes, but a more accurate thing to say is that mutual aid is not inherently revolutionary, nor is it really, really that mutual either at this stage. So, of course, to me, I was like, okay, well, um, let me go ahead and reply back to this person. This is a B-A-R-O-K-M-E-C-A on Twitter. And so I said, hey, mutual aid is replaced with cash up calls. That's not true mutual aid. Read the Wikipedia article on it. It has a table we like to refer to. Then I linked to our previous, uh, you know, video that we did on it. And so, whew, at that point, the person goes on to say that I listened to it, and so far, what I said still stands. Reactionaries do mutual aid, and sometimes much better than the left can. And a lot of what the U.S. left does is still essentially charity without the nonprofit shell. We don't have access to the means of production, so whatever we do just ultimately helps people withstand capitalism better. Until we seize power through establishing red bases, the mutual aid efforts will ultimately just be positive feedback loop without results. Okay, so, Gabby, what do you think about that? Okay, my thoughts to that is, uh, (laughs) okay, mutual aid, I... Agree. Mutual aid is not inherently revolutionary. Nothing is by itself. I mean, having a gun is not revolutionary in itself. Stealing from Walmart in itself is not revolutionary. Um, It's the combination of certain practices along with a uh, radical political ideology, along with political organization that turns it into revolutionary revolutionary um so yeah i don't know i don't i'm not sure exactly what else was supposed to be taken from that cuz yes right lots of people do lots of things lots of reactionaries have guns lots of rea- uh reactionaries have study groups lots of reactionaries do stuff for the poor people and the white people in that community i mean 
Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so props to him, you know, for at least saying that because, yeah, that's true. But I think it um, opens up a broader conversation that Gabby and I kind of like had to research and we were we were kind of concerned as to what we were hearing. So we went to YouTube, right? And we were listening to it was a bunch of Marxists, majority white Marxists, um, who were talking about how mutual aid is not revolutionary. Essentially to say it doesn't matter, it's the same as charity. Uh, and we shouldn't even really be worrying about it because people are going to do what they do. Yeah, uh, one of them in specifically was not a white person, um, but really grind my gears. I don't remember that girl name, but I don't feel like it should even be... Uh, Amber Lee? Amber Lee from, I guess, the Chapo Trap House, whatever the heck that racist thing is. But... She had the audacity to say that uh, the Black Panther Party weren't a threat to the state, um, despite what we know, despite the amount of effort, money, and time that was put into destroying them, despite what uh, Hoover, uh, J. Edgar Hoover said about the Panthers, um, despite the long-lasting effects it's had on the black community as a whole Mm -hmm. to this day where everybody has respect for the black power movement black panthers because we know what they did and were able to do was just something that has not been done again and was never done um she said that they weren't revolutionary or they weren't not that they weren't revolutionary they weren't effective enough to be a real challenge to the state she said that, you know, all that organized or that all that power that was put to destroy them doesn't mean they were strong. It could just mean they were weak, lady. Lady. First of all, from what I heard, she's making six figures. Mm. Secondly, you don't what what is your end goal? What the heck is your end goal? If an organization is able, if if hopefully, I mean if we can theorize about if Cointel Pro never happened, potentially the Black Panther Party, if they were allowed to grow, if they didn't have all this interference and infighting and this, that, and the third, who knows where we could have been now? They probably, and they were trying to mobilize enough black people to create a black state in America. They would have had one of the biggest working class uprising. In American history, probably in world history, just by mobilizing poor black people. And for her to say they really weren't doing nothing just shows me that y'all, what do y'all even determine is doing something? Because they literally were in the community providing people with food, organizing and mobilizing people, um, expanding their consciousness like had regular black people over here talking about maoist thought marxist leninist thought anarchist thought and all that type of stuff like i don't if that is your critique then what the hell do you think we need to do yeah so um not only that but she she's not the only person i also was uh watching a video let's see if i can pull it up really quick uh by someone named space babies on youtube they have 5k subscriptions but anyway they they made a video that says is mutual aid revolutionary 
And so they basically go down the thought process that, hey, it's not revolutionary, and guess what? It's not really that helpful. Um, instead, what we should be doing is we should be building community with people. And they made it seem like almost like a missionary trip into communities. Um, they were describing mutual aid as an investigative thing, that we must investigate the community and see what they want. Like, why are you going to communities that aren't yours to begin with? First of all. First of all, what are, yeah, exactly. Why, why are you doing that? You should be in your own community trying to mobilize your own people. Exactly. And so, yeah, I think um, that really just brings us to kind of like the history of mutual aid because, again, all of these thoughts are mostly critiques that say, oh, it's not possible or it's never going to happen. So, um, in 19, or in the summer of 1793, yellow fever was happening in Philadelphia. The city begged black residents for help, believing incorrectly that they were immune to disease. Ministers and founder of the Free African Society helped that community. So Richard Allen and Absalom Jones, the first black mutual aid society in the country, helped people. So I'm saying all this to say mutual aid started with black people. Yeah, and so what they were able to do was they provide relief to orphans, help the sick, and stuff like that. And eventually it became a place where, or it started out as a place where they were just helping freed Africans, uh, you know, help them get themselves on their feet and be able to be okay in America. And uh, pretty much what happened was from there more mutual aid organizations came about and predominantly predominantly majority of the members were black women right and what they would do is literally like if you hear this stuff it's it's stuff we already did like they would help mothers with child care while the mothers went to work they would help each other with rent they would help uh with scholarships, elder care care, help with funeral costs everybody put their money together for that um help with all that stuff like when I heard this, I was like, okay, why are we making mutual aid some, like, theoretical, academic, like, ooh, mutual aid? Like, we've been doing mutual aid from jump. Mutual aid is literally just you helping helping each other. It's being in community with It's someone. being in community with each other and helping each other. Right. So, okay, that's, that's where we need to go. And uh, I was also thinking about, you know, rent parties, uh, which were popularized in the 20s. When people would need help with their rent, folks would throw a party, put uh, money in a hat, and then help each other with the rent. Okay, so that's what mutual aid is. And that is a way of building community. That is a way of people taking care of each other. That is a way of people protecting each other. Okay, first of all, is it a good thing or a bad thing? It's good. Okay, now we add our political ideologies to it. We add Marxism. We add anarchism. Whatever it is that you're trying to achieve and accomplish, how is that not going to be effective? Because this is effective. It's been effective. Up up until this point, I feel like. I've I've literally never heard this critique. I'm sorry. I don't think that I would reject it completely, but I will say that the critique seems very... Um, white-centered. It seems almost like um, you already have some sort of uh, money 
So that's the reason why you think this isn't like a good idea for people mm-hmm. to do. You already have excess income. People who have literally nothing, who are poor, usually black, indigenous people, um, they're not worried about uh, gaining a communist party in the United States. They're worried about eating. They're worried about paying rent. They're worried about who's going to take care of the kids when they go to work. Right. And, and so how, like, you can't, you cannot, what, what we're saying is you cannot get to a point of communism or even socialism without providing people something first. And does that make that transactional? No, because it's for mutual benefit. It's for mutual benefit. You not are even that. Why does it matter? It, do, it doesn't. Thing. Why does it even that's matter? What, that's how it's being framed. Why does it matter? Because here's the thing about it, too. We've already talked about this. You ain't providing folks with nothing. Let's go to a reactionary institution, the evangelical churches, especially in black communities in the South. These black churches know us just going around witnessing the people is not going to be effective. The no. Jehovah Witnesses are not that effective. Us throwing block parties, us doing community engagement events, us be doing mentorship programs with students and stuff in, in schools, us giving away Christmas toys, us giving away Thanksgiving dinners to people, makes people more likely to listen to what you're talking about. I mean, especially in capitalism. If we're, if we're looking at it from the point of we're in capitalism, we shouldn't be doing it, it should be the complete opposite. We're in capitalism, we should be doing it more. Right, but and, and I'm saying, like, because in my opinion, like, from what I'm seeing on Facebook and just from regular, regular folks, um, people understand that capitalism, at least, is not ideal. Right. And the, the, the deck of cards is stacked against you. If you're black, you more than likely uh, understand this even more. But what uh, incentive does a person have to just uh, join my political organization if I'm not promising them anything or providing them with anything? Like, I'm going to say, Y'all, hey, come to one of our group meetings or whatever. The folks ain't coming. The people got stuff to do. They have bills to pay. They get kids to take care of. They just get off work. They want to enjoy their Saturday. There's no... You see what I'm saying? You have to meet people's material needs before they even susceptible to even be like, I'm finna join and start organizing and burning myself out some more by working towards this goal. It's it's just unrealistic to think that just by preaching the good word, that you just finna mobilize all these poor people and in the hopes that maybe in 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years while they dead, that uh, maybe communism will happen. What are you doing right now? We are suffering. People are dying. And if you claim to have the answers, little communist man, you need to show your work and show that you actually care about the community by doing something right now. Right now. So there was a part on here. Thank you, Gabby, for that, because that was good. Um, But there's a part on here where he says, the goal is not mutual aid because that is more individualistic approach to this. The goal is to seize the means of production so that we won't have to rely on the concept like mutual aid. With enough land and machines, we can easily produce enough food for any community within a red base. 
And honestly, the biggest indication of this is how much are they, how much are the people we are serving going to actually get on board would actually actively want to pursue a revolution. Okay. If you are providing them with stuff that like it's that almost like he, it's not, it's almost like he contradicted himself. I was so, I was confused because it's like I had to clarify and say are you saying that we should just let charities do whatever they want to do and then um we just you know start talking to people more often. And he was underneath the assumption and I quote he says that we should just let charities do what they do. And, um, yeah, we just keep having ideological conversations about this. No, no. Because what we want to do is get rid. That's the whole point. But he's saying that we cannot, uh, mutual aid can't be revolutionary because we're working within capitalism. Why would we let the charities be in charge of taking care of our people? Because charities, guess what? Guess what? Before charities are going to help you, they're going to help themselves. And they're going to pay their people first. And, and that's, that's really corporate, corporate interest. And then it's like corporate surveillance. I don't, I don't trust that stuff. But my thing is, if your goal is 100% communism and seasonal amino production, I agree 1,000%. But we have to be in charge and take care of our own people first. Why would we say, I'm not finna do nothing for you. Y'all just go to the charities. But the corporations are bad, even though they're funding the charities that are helping you. And, uh, yeah. No. There was something else that was kind of contradictory where he says, after we should do that, you know, we need to be tenant organizing and prison abolition work. But abolition work is literally anarchism where there's literally no hierarchical which means that you shouldn't even be wanting to be a part of the state anyway and you shouldn't even want to be a part of like a communist party within the state like it just there was just so much there oh no maybe maybe i'll it's just weird because it's pretty much like what i took from this was that he was saying we don't need to provide and help people in our community because we have there are uh, charities, charities that, that already do that. So all you need to do is tell people that communism is good. What? That ain't never worked. <laughs> Show me where that's worked. Show me a political organization, a, a religious organization, a cult, or anything, where that has worked. I'm going to go yeah. outside right now with a microphone. And I'm going to tell everybody why communism is good i'll report back and and apparently that's all it takes to do because and then it's like he said don't do that but then you want to go do tenant organizing you could be doing that while you're doing the mutual aid like i feel like Isn't tenant just, organizing mutual aid though like i feel like tenant organizing would be okay you're in your you're in your tenant like little section here you're in your own housing and you, for your tenant and your community with it, the, the people in that apartment complex or that rental area, you're going to your landlords and saying, hey, we're organizing and we want rent to be this a month. That's mutual benefit if you're helping other people. You see what I'm saying? Like, I don't think whenever I was reading his conversation, to me, it was more like he was taking a talking point that was like, okay, this is charity. And applying it to mutual aid, which made no sense. Charity and mutual aid are different, and that's kind of our point. It's like, it's not the same. And even if it was the same, the contradictory of the conversation that we were having wasn't helpful. So, um, yeah, we're... Yeah. we're no. 
Long story short, uh, I haven't heard a, a, a mutual aid critique that was legitimate if it wasn't talking about, like, if it was just saying y'all folks just giving folks stuff and y'all not trying to educate the masses, I'd understand 100%. But this does not make sense to me. Um, and I really encourage people to look into the history of mutual aid. We have a uh, great article that KT found called uh, was a visual history of mutual aid. And just see what it's about because when I tell you, like, I think what KT was talking about uh, with me, uh, this is to me a very, this the Twitter was not white, but it's very Eurocentric, in my opinion, take on this. Because in my opinion, like, this is just common sense. Like, even the most uh, conservative black people have some sense of if my family members are struggling, I'm going to give them some money or we're going to put our funds together. And I told KT, even my church, when I went to church, my pastor, who's an African immigrant, very conservative, even he would be like, if somebody came to him and said, I need money to pay my light bill, we would all do an offering to help them pay for their light bill. And if you ever need anything like that, you go to the pastor and you tell them, and then we all collectively put our money together. Like, yeah, that, so, you know. That, that's, that was uh, another conversation that we were talking about where I was like, uh, I feel like white people, like, that's a Eurocentric take because white people don't have community. We don't have, like, a family um, bond. We're not going to go and look at our community and say, oh, let's see how I can, what I can do to help or what I can do to do a potluck in our community or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not, we just don't talk to our neighbors. We don't talk to our communities. We don't have community within our families. At any moment, you can be cut off from the family and have absolutely no money to your name. At any moment, you can literally be, uh, you, it's like the white people have no community at all. That's all I'm getting to is that we have no sense of that. And so for us to say, oh, we should do investigative journalism into the community. No, you should already be a part of that community. You should be in your own community doing work, not in other people's, number one. But then number two... What makes you think that community doesn't doesn't already like come together? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, it's just it, that the, the whole critique is, was garbage. The main thing about it is the, about the mutual aid thing. I'm thinking about it. It, it has it has different uh, uses and okay. purposes. For one, it's actually helping people meet their material needs. Okay. For two, it's helping obviously expand their political consciousness. Also, three, it's helping to create a communal frame of mind for people who may not already have that. And and I think that that's important too. If people see it working in practice with uh, uh, dozens or 20, 30, 40 people literally helping meet each other's needs, it helps reinforce that this type of society is possible. And then it also bears its proof for when you're trying to recruit other people and get them to think that communism is something real. I'm telling you, everybody right now thinks that this is some utopian 
stuff that's never going to happen ever and anybody that's talking about it is living a pipe dream you have to show them something tangible actually it is it we're doing it on a micro level but this is this is kind of how it's going to operate like we're all helping each other out and this isn't the end goal obviously we don't want to be doing this forever but we need enough people to be able to even seize those means we need enough power we need enough money resources to be even able to even talk about it like you know how many people it's gonna take to seize the means of production in memphis alone we would need everybody how are you gonna do that kenya you're not allowed to uh you're not allowed to do mutual aid i mean you can but it's not really gonna be very helpful really you should just let all those hundreds of thousands of uh charities that are already in memphis do the work for you and so then you should just go to certain communities and talk to them and then you'll be good to go what no I think this really reinforced for me even more how, how good, how necessary mutual aid is. How necessary mutual aid is and how some people already have the means uh, and need to be redistributing their wealth. It's the folks <laughs> that don't want to redistribute that saying it. I think that's all it is. That's what it and is. they got the money, but they don't want to give it away. Yep. They're like that El Chapo girl. Yep. What the world are you talking about? Mutual aid ain't revolutionary. Girl, with that money, but what can you be doing? Also, I've noticed is that people who say that are also comparing um, community gardens. They're including community gardens in that. But like we said, community gardens are not good. We said that on a previous episode. Community gardens are not mutual aid. And so for us to even, like, obviously, yeah, they're not good. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, that's what we're saying. Nothing alone is revolutionary. No, that's of course not, not. But that's not even nothing revolutionary to say. Literally. Honestly, nobody's saying just do one thing. Anybody that's grounded in the education knows that this is not the end all be all. We don't want to have to be. We haven't even started yet. We don't want to have to be sharing the same $20. We want a society where we can just be. We're going to get there. We, I, I think we will get there, but I don't know if we'll get there in our, um, in our lifetime. No, but no. What, I do, what I do think is, is that we, uh, with us having this conversation about mutual aid, we have to stop having conversations about it. If you're going to help, fucking help. If you're not going to help, get out the way. Just do, and I don't need no. I don't, I don't need, need no, no justification. I don't need no justification of why you being stingy anyway. I don't need uh, a critique either. Like stingy, get out. Be stingy. Get out. Bye. See you later. You definitely don't have to help. But just remember that when you are over there hungry and I still feed you. Oh. Hmm. I guess you didn't need us. Well. Hmm. That was that was our episode, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know what you think about, uh, you know, the critiques of mutual aid. Do you think that they're warranted? Do you think that we wrong? Do you think that um, mutual aid is needed? Like, just let us know. Uh, hit us up at Building RPWR on our social media accounts. Hit KT up at KT Does Art or underscore Does Art. Hit me up at Gabby's Music. Uh, remember, if you like to uh, donate to our local community fridge, the link will be in the description. And uh, make sure you like and subscribe. Hit the notification bell if you want YouTube. Bam. Uh, this has been Gabby. And Katie. And we're out.